0: And their American dream. To Dine for the podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group, American National Insurance, and Spiritless. The holidays are fast approaching, and choosing the right wine to pair with your holiday meal can be intimidating, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Holiday meals can be a little heavy, so you want to choose wines that are graceful and balanced. Sanford Winery in Santa Barbara County offers a delightful Chardonnay and a delicious Pinot Noir. Both pair beautifully with your fall favorites and holiday meals. Sanford's award-winning wines are elegant, sophisticated, and show-stopping. You can purchase Sanford's wines on Uncork.com. Listeners of To Dine For The Podcast will receive a 15% discount now through December 15th by entering promo code TODINEFOR at checkout. Cheers. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For. People who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Before we get to the podcast, I want to share the story of three young women who are carving their own path in the beverage industry. They started a company called Spiritless. Their first product is called Kentucky 74, and it's a non-alcoholic bourbon. You can use it as the base for so many delicious mocktails, or drink it by itself on the rocks. What I like to do is go halvesies, meaning you mix it with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail. I put a little honey, cinnamon, and an orange slice, and it is truly delicious. If you'd like to enjoy an evening cocktail with no guilt, you can use promo code TODINEFOR to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For The Podcast, where we meet the world's most innovative and fascinating minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is Rachel Hollis.
1: This has been the hardest year of my life, which is saying something. And I still believe that tomorrow is going to be better than today.
0: Rachel Hollis is a New York Times bestselling author, speaker, and the founder and owner of The Hollis Co. Rachel grew up in Weed Patch, California, and has made a career out of being transparent about her journey to be a successful working mom. Her most recent book, Didn't See That Coming, was about navigating crisis, loss, and grief. We talk about that in our conversation, as well as how she created such a successful career as a speaker and blogger. And we do it all from her favorite restaurant in Austin, Texas, Cafe No Say. Please enjoy my interview with Rachel Hollis. Hello everyone. I'm in Austin, Texas today, on my way into Cafe Noce, known for fresh, seasonal ingredients. I am meeting a dynamo of energy and enthusiasm, who is on a mission to help others become self-made. I can't wait for you to meet Rachel Hollis. How are you? Thank you. So nice to meet you. you. Too. It's so great to be in Austin. This is your favorite spot, this huh? Is my favorite restaurant. Austin, Texas, the capital of the state, where everything is bigger. This southern city voted the best place to live three years in a row, is a true mix of culture, creativity, and mouthwatering queso. Live music, barbecue, picture-perfect nature, this is a town that has it all, including the best tacos. Let me tell you, the culinary scene in this town is worth the visit, which is why I was so excited to get a seat at Cafe Nose.
1: The Austin Diner is someone that is looking for an overall experience, but they also are looking for fresh food. They're also looking for exciting food, something that is flavorful, something that looks beautiful.
0: Cafe Nose is the perfect spot for daylight dining. Located in the South Congress Hotel, this sun-splashed restaurant is an all-day cafe with an eclectic seasonal American
1: menu. Our food is stylish but, but fresh. It's colorful, there's a lot of texture, And so it mirrors sort of also the room and and the vibe that we're trying to have.
0: The whitewashed walls, golden wood tones, and rustic feel are just the start. When they bring out a plate here, it is a moment to remember. Even simple dishes like their avocado toast, cheeseburger, and granola yogurt are plated to perfection. It is an Instagram-worthy moment, and it's no wonder Rachel Hollis, a former food blogger, brought me here. So, of all the restaurants in Austin, Texas, and there's so many great restaurants, right? Right. You chose this place. Yeah.
1: Why? Well, number one, the aesthetic is a big deal to me because I feel like oh, I'm gonna sound maybe nerdy, but when I was a little girl, this is sort of what I would imagine that like fancy people would come to and have like brunch.
0: Rachel Hollis didn't grow up going to brunch or doing anything fancy, for that matter. Born and raised two hours north of Los Angeles in Weedpatch, California. Rachel was the fourth child in the family. Her grandfather and father were both Pentecostal ministers. She witnessed firsthand the impact a leader can have on their community, and she took notes. Now this mama four has quite the audience herself.
1: And the first thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna start from a place of gratitude. Because from a place of gratitude, anything is possible.
0: With more than 1.7 million Instagram followers, 60 million podcast downloads, and thousands flocking to see her speak, Rachel has a community of her own. Her goal to give you the tools you need to make positive changes in your life. What was it like growing up in Weed Patch, and how did
1: your childhood shape who you are? So much of who I am today is based on that foundation. Grandma and grandpa both came over from Oklahoma and had um, not much education. They were um, farmhands, so they picked cotton, they picked potatoes. Um, Their whole life, that was what they did. And I always think I stand on the shoulders of those giants. Um, And their hard work. Oh my gosh. Their work ethic. Uh, Their work ethic was unparalleled. I mean, my grandma had six kids, and she would Like, have a baby, and then a few days later, she'd be back out in the field because there was no other option. We lived out in the country, we're sort of like this community of hillbillies. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, when I was a little girl, I was the Dust Bowl darling. Like, we took our (laughs) heritage very seriously. Welcome to Talking Inside. Thank, thank you. you. And I think we know what we're going to order. Yeah. Um, I, oh, my gosh. It's the bowl, but without the menu, I don't know the exact name of it. Green bowl? Yes. Could I also um, get grilled chicken on that as well? Great. And I'm going to do the same thing. Awesome with the chicken
0: as well. I'm having what she's having. Excellent. We'll yes. <laughs> have that right out. Cool. Thank, thank you. you for your help. Yeah,
1: thank you.
0: Do you see yourself as uh, not a preacher, but do you see yourself as someone who is a teacher in a way?
1: I don't consider myself an expert in any category. All I am ever doing is telling you what worked for me. And telling you what worked for me in parenting, in business, in um, health, any sort of category. And my hope is that even if what worked for me doesn't work for you, that if I walk you through the process of how I got to that answer, that maybe even just seeing the roadmap will help you sort of strike out on your own. This oh, is our yogurt nice. and granola. Oh, thank you. This is With Isn't a gorgeous gluten-free nice. granola. We oh, make right. your house. And then all sorts of berries. Oh, thank you. Isn't it gorgeous? It, it looks like a good This is the other thing about this place, Yo, is if you have Instagram, you. everything you can take a picture of. Everything. Everything is Instagram-worthy. A hundred percent. that is gorgeous. Where did that come from, that sense of I can figure it out? I was the, the fourth kid, and I was sort of left to my own devices and so from a very early age I was trying to figure things out I was figuring out how to get to school I was figuring out how to do my homework myself I would you know like those things that should have had an influence from a parent I didn't have and I love my parents very much and I think they did the best they could with what they had Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think that's why I have this mentality today is because I've been doing it my whole life
0: I feel like one of the things that sets you apart is your ability to have a deep compassion for people's problems, many times because you've lived through some of them. Can you explain what happened to your brother
1: and the impact that it had on you personally? Sure. Um, so my older brother, Ryan, who's three years older than me, um, was paranoid schizophrenic, and um My parents tried everything, doctors, psychologists, medication. um, And when he was 17, he committed suicide. And I found him. I was 14. And um, that obviously is a defining moment in my life. And the fallout that came afterwards is is very much um, a big part of my life. I didn't have the language for it, but I could see how much that moment had shaped me in good ways. Even though it was so hard, I could see goodness in it. Um, in a way, do you feel like it helped prepare you for some of the work that you do today? Absolutely. I would not be the woman I am today um, if it wasn't for the things that I've walked through.
0: The woman Rachel is today, a New York Times bestselling author, Times 2, and owner of a major lifestyle media company, didn't just come out of nowhere. She hustled every day for it. What did you learn in the early days of the events company that you used right now?
1: You know, I would even go back a little bit further. So my first job out of high school uh, was Miramax. Miramax Films, there was this attitude of don't take no for an answer. Find a way. Like, the information for all of us who came up in that system at the time, I feel like made us so strong and so capable of taking on anything else in the future. So when I started my first company, I had that mentality. I didn't know another way. I was like, oh no, if they said no, it just means like not right now. So I'll just keep, you know, trying. So the experience
0: at Miramax was really a masterclass in make it happen however that has to happen. Absolutely. While working at Miramax, Rachel saw opportunity and founded her first company, an event planning company called Chic Events. With just a high school education under her belt, she adopted the fake it till you make it mentality. And did she ever make it?
1: Entertainment Weekly ended up being such a big client for me and, and that led to so many other great clients. I had tried forever and ever and ever to be their event planner and just never got the opportunity. And one year, I don't know if they were sick of hearing from me, or I, I wore them down, but they called and they were like, oh, we have an opportunity for you to do Sundance. And I was like, I'm being called up to the big leagues. Like this is what I'm I've been for waiting this. for. And they were like, you're a caterer, right? I'm on the phone with them and I'm like, yes I am. <laughs> Today I am. I sure, of course, let me get a proposal together for you. And I I literally, I figured, I partnered with the caterer. I like figured out how to staff. I did the whole thing. If they would have said like, you do tax law, right? I would have been like, yes, I do. I sure do find a way um, to be able to take advantage of the opportunity when it was presented.
0: You at some point decide to start blogging. And, um, right, so you make that transition to, to blogging full-time.
1: 2008, which was sort of the heyday, and everyone kept saying, oh, you should blog, it's free marketing. And I didn't know what on earth they were talking about, but I'm like, I'll try this thing. And I had a blog and nobody read it. Like, even my mom was like, this is, you know. Um, <laughs> Your mom didn't right. even read it. <laughs> it was okay. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I, I didn't understand. I would talk about anything. I would talk about everything nothing
0: was off the table. Rachel delved into everything from her favorite cheese-based recipes to the best loungewear, to how do you handle the daily punches life can throw at you. Her blog gave advice and shared personal experiences and inspirations. Rachel's intention was always the same, to give her readers the tools they needed and show what's possible. Your success as a blogger really came from your ability to be raw and vulnerable. That has really been a theme throughout your career as an author and a speaker is your ability to just say like it is. Right. Right. Isn't it beautiful?
1: Oh, it is gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that looks incredible.
0: We'll have more from our delicious meal in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So, I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. The holidays are fast approaching, and choosing the right wine to pair with your holiday meal can be intimidating but it doesn't have to be complicated. Holiday meals can be a little heavy, so you want to choose wines that are graceful and balanced. Sanford Winery in Santa Barbara County offers a delightful Chardonnay and a delicious Pinot Noir. Both pair beautifully with your fall favorites and holiday meals. Sanford's award-winning wines are elegant, sophisticated, and show-stopping. You can purchase Sanford's wines on Uncork.com. Listeners of To Dine For The Podcast will receive a 15% discount now through December 15th by entering promo code For at checkout. Cheers. Now back to our conversation.
1: If you look at what really started the momentum that I have today, it was this bikini picture that I posted that went viral. And even that at the time was crazy. Like, to post a picture in a bikini and have stretch marks was crazy.
0: What do you think that did for your audience? How do you think they connected with you because of that?
1: Well, I think that, number one, for me, it was the first time I realized how desperate women were for realness. We'd had all of these years of, like, perfect hair, perfect makeup, filters, you know, trying to aspire to a certain lifestyle. and. I love hair and makeup, I love a manicure, I'm here for it all, but I think that I have a responsibility that if you're going to see a picture of me that looks totally made up, you have to also see me with no makeup, with my rosacea popping, with my hair frizzy, and like really who I am.
0: People see themselves
1: in you when you show a picture of stretch marks. Yeah. They say, yeah. oh, that's me too. Well, they're, you know... There's that C.S. Lewis quote that says, the most powerful words in the English language are me too. And I feel like when you see someone else do that thing, struggle with that thing, that you're like, I'm not so alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And as soon as that picture went up, which again was not like, I had like five followers. I did not think anybody would care. And immediately it just started to go. I mean, within seconds, it just started to go.
0: With all eyes on her, Rachel transferred her thoughts from a blog to her first book, Girl, Wash Your Face. The self-help book was a smash hit, selling 4.5 million copies, earning Rachel a spot on the New York Times bestseller list for an incredible 85 weeks. The message of the book? If you're unhappy about something, do something about it. Girl, Wash Your Face was really when you kind of emerged onto the scene and people really began to know who Rachel Hollis is. Yes,
1: I was an overnight success after working at it for 12 years. (laughs) And do you think it's because you had a
0: community already so that they were eager to learn more and to buy a book? Or what was it about that particular book that resonated with people so much? So
1: I would give this advice to entrepreneurs all of the time. Every single thing that I create is a response to something my community has asked me for. I know her so well, I've, her meaning my customer. Mm-hmm. I've been in relationship with her for over a decade. I am in relationship with her every single day. And so I just wrote to what I knew she was struggling with. And
0: So at some point with the success of the book, you delved into the live event space. And what a, you you really went all in. Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up the pursuit of perfection in exchange for greatness. You wanna change your life? Then you need to change your life.
0: You encourage people to go all in, but it's because you, at every turn, are going all in. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you did is start to do conferences Mm -hmm. and start to speak. And it must have been, you tell me, was it a goal of yours to become a great speaker?
1: 2016. It became popular to do meetups through social media. It would be like, hey, I'm gonna go to this pizza place. Who wants, you know? And so people were seeing that on social, and my community started to ask, would you have a meetup? And so I started to have meetups. I would be in New York for press, and I would be like, hey guys, I'm gonna go to literally, I'm gonna go down to this wing store, like chicken wings. And uh, honestly, I have pictures of the first, like, 27 women packing out, having chicken wings. (laughs) wings. It was awesome.
0: Rachel's small meetups turned into multi-day events. Thousands of women coming together to celebrate, dance, learn from a lineup of powerful speakers, and spend time in Rachel's world. The conferences tackle topics like taking control of your mental health, staying healthy when you're unmotivated, holding yourself accountable, and creating a plan for lasting change. The conferences led to designing an app called Rise, a health and fitness app, to help people find greater discipline and inspiration in their everyday life. So when you walk on the stage of 8,000 women who have come there specifically to hear Rachel Hollis and to get a a fresh word of something new, what is that like for you personally?
1: Out of body. If me, Rachel takes in the fact that I'm going to hold space for three full days for 8,000 women, and we get deep. I mean, we talk, we're talking hard stuff and good stuff and calling a shot and dreaming, and that's too big to hold. Um, and so I just, I, I just sort of hype myself up to go, and I do.
0: You are such an ambitious person, and you are someone who does do so much. I mean,
1: most people don't have that level of get-up-and-go. Everything that I'm doing is for the women in the community that I grew up in. I think that everybody is made for a lot more. But I want you to start with just one thing. Just this much. Just move forward by an inch and see what's possible. This summer you wrote a book uh, didn't see that coming about your divorce. Well, I didn't write the book about the divorce. Okay. I was in the midst of editing the book that was meant to come out this year, which was about health and body image and the way we view ourselves. I'm like, I cannot bring out a book about health when the world is in the middle of a pandemic. And so I put that aside and I just started working on this book, which was a collection of, I've lived through really hard things. I've lived through trauma and grief and loss and bitterness and so I wrote the first draft sent it to my editor and by the time it came back my marriage was over and I know it sounds ridiculous to say I didn't see that coming because that's what the book's called but I don't know how to explain it other than to say that when you have tried to fix something for years for years and years and years you just keep thinking you're gonna exist in that state of trying. Um, I don't think either one of us ever would have imagined a future where this would be our reality.
0: You, you talk about shame and how you're, you feel that your audience is, is mired in shame for so many things. Did it surprise you that a lot of the sort of shamed you for going through a divorce when your entire existence has been about teaching them not to be in shame?
1: That was wild for me, honestly, because he didn't get that. I got it, and I didn't get it from men. I got it from other women, and um, that was shocking um, and felt so hurtful.
0: Does it change your willingness to be vulnerable? Does it change your willingness to put yourself
1: out there the way you have over the years? I'm a lot more conscious now of what I will and will not share. But I've learned to put some boundaries in place. I was just
0: really impressed and amazed that you had the ability to show up every day for your
1: community in a very transparent way. I thought that must have been incredibly hard. When I did finally step back into the podcast and you know my weekly email and those things, I did it as the true version of who I was. Like, guys, I am on the floor. I don't have much to tell you, but I want you to know I'm still alive, and it will get better. Well,
0: it's your ability to find uh, a teachable moment or something good in everything that's happened to you that I think is something that really defines you.
1: If I get grief for anything, and I get plenty of grief online, one of the things that I get a lot of pushback for is how positive I am. People are like... It's, you get pushback for Oh, that? yeah. Like, you're, it's fake. A little it's, too cheery. Bring right, it down. Bring bad. it down. Like, toxic, <laughs> you're toxically positive. Or, like, you're too... It's not always... You shouldn't bring that much optimism. And I'm like, oh, if that's, if that's what I'm going down for, bring it. Because I vehemently disagree. I think that we as humans can hold pain and still be hopeful and still reach for joy, and still try and find moments of, of sunshine in the midst of a storm. This has been the hardest year of my life, which is saying something. And I still believe that tomorrow is going to be better than today.
0: Rachel Hollis has come a long way from Weed Patch, California, and she has now found a home in Austin, Texas. And you know what? She fits right in at brunch at Cafe No Say. The pandemic turned her events business upside down, but in true Rachel fashion, she turned it around, pushing through with sky high optimism. You created a virtual conference that ended up being more successful than any of your live conferences. Yeah. What did that teach you?
1: Well, it taught me that people all over the world want access to this, not just women here in the U.S. It was so rad. We had 83 different countries. And I think it's also really inspiring that this idea of growth or reaching for a better version of yourself is universal.
0: When people hear the name Rachel Hollis, what do you want them to think?
1: The first thing that popped into my head was like, oh, it's just my friend Rach. Because I think I'm only ever trying to tell you what worked for me, and I'm trying to tell it to you in a way that feels accessible. So yeah, I just hope they think I'm their, I'm their pal.
0: Rachel Hollis is a study in going for it. With a courage born of, I'll build the plane on the way down, she has managed to create and construct a career of her dreams. Write the number one New York Times best-selling book, Twice, and in the middle of a pandemic, Switched to a virtual conference model that attracted 500% more people. Who does that? She has the words embrace the suck tattooed on her wrist. Knowing the only way to get there is to start, to begin. No matter your skill or talent, to have the courage to start. Be awful, but begin. Be scared, but begin. Only in the act of starting can we ever get anywhere? And my, look what can happen when you try. Thanks for listening to To Dine For the podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at To for with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For the podcast: American National, Spiritless, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor, John Gomer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers. Stay hungry and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.